Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. To another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin and Jordan. Hey, this is Kevin. Wait, y'all, yes. y'all, hold on, y'all start over. Start over. Hi. Yeah, go ahead. Hello, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yes, sir. This is Jordan. We got our boy Football Club with us. Yeah, What's yeah. going on, y'all? It's good to be back. Always good to be a guest on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And as always, we're going to kick it off with something positive. My something positive for this week. They out here um, trying to promote me. Yes, sir. Supervisor Rose out here. Yeah, yes, yes, sir. Okay, I don't expect nothing to get supervised. So I'm still going to be <laughs> But anyway, uh, what y'all got positive for this week? Um, my son's birthday is coming up on the third. Yeah. Sir. Yes, sir. Boy will be two years old, so more life. Well, for me, man, you know, I've been on the road for what, eight, eight, nine months. Good to be home. Shout out to my little brother Seth. He just finished his internship and offered him a job. So shout yes, out to that. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, for me, shout out to the the Braves still winning constantly. Um, we're a half a game back as we record with a chance to be tied. Um, with the win, uh, they play the night game. We can either be tied, going well. We'll be tied going into the night with a win, and we can have the lead if they lose again. Um, shout out to Austin um, on a 15-game hitting streak. Um, snuck into the um, into the All-Star game, got a hit. Shout out to him. Uh-huh. Well, with that being said, we're gonna kick it off. Um, with the weekly recap, it was the All-Star Week. So it was a very sports <laughs> week for everybody. Um, but the All-Star um, Home Run Derby did uh, kick off the festivities. Um, my boy Roy did uh, look kind of slow. He, got, he was slow coming out the gate. So he had to hit a lot of home runs late. And he basically just ran out of time. Uh, yeah, he did lose to Pete Alonzo in the first round. but. Peter Alonzo did end up getting upset by Juan Toto. Juan Soto! Um, Albert Pujols did make an um, appearance in the... Did they put out in the semifinals or the finals? Nah, Peter Alonzo got uh, beat by Julio Rodriguez. Well, he said, yeah, yeah. Soto won the beat. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think I think Pujols got put out in the semis, if I remember. By uh, Soto. Yeah. Bulls did a lot better than I thought he would. Do. I thought he was. Even though there was some controversy on if he deserves a winner, yeah, but, you know. 
I thought it was just gonna be a token pick and just be kind of out there. But, you know. Hey, I picked one side up. You did. He said that was the person that wanted to not win, and he ended up winning. And Roy lost in the first round. The exact opposite of what yeah. I wanted. <laughs> what was this? Um, it was his fourth appearance, right? Well, uh, fifth. This was his fifth, and he's yet to win one. I think he's only made it to the finals once. I'm not 100 percent sure on that last one. Man, stay yet to win one, like he's gonna be there next. Nah, this is I mean, probably his last one. Never, never going. Who else? They could bring him back to the All Star game like Magic. Boy, hey, <laughs> <laughs> that would be about it because ain't nobody else on top. So he might as well go hit as many home runs as he can. Hey man, the he's commissioner. Already, if he's playing, the commissioner is gonna bring him back. And he's already doing his. Oh legacy. yeah, he's playing. If somebody signs him. He's already doing his legacy tour, saying goodbye. He could play for the Pirates. They sign him. They don't be trying to win anyway. Pirates, Pirates take anybody. Man. I can go play for the Pirates. Man. Go play in Colorado. That'll help you. You'll get the record name. Shout out to Colorado. But yeah, all in all, I, I like the home run derby. Um, I was talking to Tierra about it um, on Friday, actually. She was asking me if it was something that she should watch. But I mean, at that point, it was too late. But I was saying it's basically one of those things where if you have somebody that you're interested in or if like, you don't really have anything else to watch, it's, it's cool to watch. Um, I was watching it for Roy. Um, I got home right when he was hitting, so I watched his round. Um, but like I told her, if it, if that person doesn't go far, or if they get out in the first round, basically you don't. It's not something that you would keep on. So I was listening to the radio of it because I was trying to see how far um, Julio Rodriguez could go, how far uh, Pujols could go. So, I mean, I was listening to it, but I wasn't, like, actively watching it. But, I mean, it was a cool story. Um, before the uh, derby, I think they said there were only four rounds of 30 home runs. And then Julio hit two of them in his first two rounds. Um, he's a rookie. Um, he's making 750000 or 770000 something like that. For the year and if he would have won he would have made a million dollars so he would have made more in one night than he did the whole season um, but he ended up making seven hundred and fifty thousand for coming in second so i mean he basically made it back no cap no cap so i mean it had the cool interesting stories like i mentioned last week of the young rookie um making a name for himself on a young interesting team even though they did lose to the um, Astros coming out of the break they were on a 14 game win streak they found a, a wild card spot so the Mariners are a cool team um, so shout out to Rodriguez for holding it down actually making it to the final giving us a good show um, I do feel like Roy was kind of sabotaged with the pitching but yeah, that's part of it I feel like trying out, man. No cap. I feel like sixty percent of the home run derby is the pitching. Pitching. Yeah. So, I mean, Roy still came back, gave us a good show at the end, made it close, but Pete Alonso 
literally lives 364 days for this one day. So it's kind of <laughs> hard to take him out in the first round. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he put up a show like I wanted to see. Um, I feel like I was impressed with what I saw. Um, and then we'll talk about what he did in the offer again next. Speaking of seven hundred and seventy dollars, this man Rob Manfred really tried to argue that um, minor league players make a livable wage. Yeah, well, that man is wild. Man. He said that and got right back on his PJ. With that being said, um, like Jordan said, uh, Roy did play in the All Star game. He had the first hit, was a double. Um, uh, they and ended up coming around the score. Um, but though. They scored one more time in that inning, and that was the only other run. I did say before the All-Star game it was going to be a pitching battle, um, like they said it was. But, uh, I mean, this is what I expect. It's always, the All-Star game is always like this. I, I listened to it to about the sixth inning when Roy came out. And after that, it was like, yeah, none of our players are playing anymore. Um, yeah. Right. I stayed up till it went off, but I got the notification that they went through just let them watch the rest of it. But yeah, um, it's a, I guess it's a good break is needed in, um, with the season being so long. Um, so yeah, now it's time for us to get back in the gear. Let's go Braves. Um, yeah. Also shout out to Austin Riley. You know, first All-Star collection. Got his first one. See what he had to do. Yes, sir. Yeah, strike out, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to John Stanton for winning the MVP. The dude, that was, he was mic'd yes, up. Shout yeah. out, yeah, I like him. Yeah, he, he, he's super cool. I do like the idea that they had the um, the picture with the headset and he was just talking. He um he did get sabotaged by John Smoke. He told him to throw a back door, yeah. back foot slider, and he hit the dude in the foot. Hey, he told him to hit a back foot slider. <laughs> he hit him on the back foot. Yeah, he hit him on the front foot. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. But what were you saying, Kevin? Oh, shout out to Giancarlo Stan for winning the MVP. Amen. Hey, man. That's your boy, ain't it? You love him. Sometimes. I'm dead. <laughs> But yeah, like I was saying, shout out to Alec Manoa. Um, if you uh, follow me and Will on Twitch, you will know we're big fans of his. Um, definitely, I enjoyed the fact that they mic'd up players. I feel like that's something that shouldn't just be an all-star game thing. I know they do it like on Thursdays or Fridays or something. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday night. But I feel like that should be like a, a most game thing. Like the like, NFL. Huh? Like the NFL had the players mic'd up. Right. I mean, they do that on TNT and basketball. And they do it sometime on ESPN baseball game. Right. I feel like that's something that they can work more into the game. I feel like it doesn't have to be necessarily the pitcher, but... Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be interviews. You could just do it like... Like how they do it in the NFL. Right. Just candidly have... Exactly. But um I feel like this is this is definitely the best um all-star game um, format. Yeah. This all-star game thing is really fun. Right. It doesn't fit like even in the NBA, the NFL, well nobody watches the Pro Bowl. 
But uh, hockey, like they were saying, those games are like 19 to 12. Those games, nobody really um, watches or pays attention to those games because they play them different. But in the All-Star game, I know it's not the exact same, but it feels like a playoff game with the the pitching changes, not necessarily with the um, positional changes, but um, just the rotations and whatnot. It feels more of a, we have to get it when we can type of um, format. It feels more, um, what's the word? feels urgent. It feels more urgent when you're at bat um, because you're probably not going to get another at bat and you're getting the best out of the pitcher that's actually pitching. Um, also, I found another interesting stat. Uh, Tony Gonsolin was the first pitcher to come in undefeated and to lose the All-Star game. And he lost that home. Um, the draft was also this week. The Braves took all pitchers. Um, I guess that could be a good thing. You build assets, (coughs) young. uh, You develop young arms, but well, I mean, we have a lot of young uh, positional players. Not like we were really looking for too much. So everybody. that at the major league level is locked in. So, I mean, Dan he's playing for his contract this year, but I mean, it's that to say, I don't think he's going anywhere. We got two catchers. Even if Darno does uh, leave, we still got Contreras. Uh, our outfield is here for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I get why we took young pitchers, but yeah, it makes sense. So, you're gonna, you're gonna always need pitchers. That's, pitchers are literally that can change the game. That's the one position that can change the game. I get it. Everybody, even at the trade deadline, we're probably gonna want to build our um, pitching more than uh, hitting anything. <coughs> it makes sense. Yeah. How y'all feel about the draft? Shout out to Andrew Jones and Son too. Who went second overall? To the diamond. Well, damn, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it was a draft. <clears throat> I, I, I hold the unpopular opinion that uh, the MLB draft is probably less important than other sports depending because of the way the farm system and the trading system works. But I mean, it's always good to, to try to start and develop your own players and your own organization. Can't really be upset with taking pitching always been a, 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 a weaker spot for us, so I think we did all right. Um, for me, I'm more I'm one of those people who have, what Josh just explained, um, I don't put much stock into the draft, especially being a Yankees fan. It's not, it's rare that someone from the farm system is the difference maker for us. We usually go get the free agent, so, you know, Maybe somebody from the farm, like, becomes something for the Yankees, but I, I doubt that's the direction and idea that um, we look to. Um, yeah, I, 
I, I don't really care about the draft. I was really just watching it because of two people, really. Um, like Brendan said, Drew Waters went second overall to the to the Diamondbacks. Drew Jones, I'm sorry, Drew Waters got traded, but Drew Jones second overall to the Diamondbacks. There was another kid from Mays. I can't remember his um, his name, but he played shortstop, I believe. Yeah, so kid. Yes, and he also pitches, and he played and got drafted by the Pirates. Shout out to him. No, I mean, he might play in three years. Yeah. <laughs> might be next month. I mean, and there was another another guy that transferred from. Can't remember where he transferred from. Transferred to Georgia Tech. Fine, I see. Her neighbor's grandson. The guy that you remember. The guy that. Um, Tagged up from second when they hit it like right behind second. He tagged up from second. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. that's the deal. Yeah. And he got drafted by the Rams. Uh, <laughs> um, moving right along to our DSDS segment, um, the Arizona Cardinals extended power for five years. I forgot. I think it's genius on both of their parts. Remember after the season, after that playoff loss, he started campaigning for a new contract game. Everybody said, do you really deserve it and blah, blah, blah. Um, he took the Cardinals off his social media, did all these different things. And it ended up working out for him in the end. And on the Cardinals end, um, the going rate for a quarterback is not going to go nothing but up. So you might as well hop on this early. Two years left on his current contract. Yeah. Two years left on his current contract. And um, now you don't have to worry about paying him. Now your young quarterback secure. You're good. You got it. And you didn't end up paying Deshaun Watson. That was, that was the big problem. Once the Sean Watson contract uh, hit, everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, now this is this is the baseline for it." I think every, it worked out pretty good for everybody. So I think it's genius all right. Yeah, I mean I agree. Um, <clears throat> I mean the, the the Cardinals are basically saying like, "This is our guy. I'm gonna go all in. Let's see what they can do for us." On Kyler Murray's side, I mean, he knows he's got <clears throat> one guaranteed money and two, like a team that actually believes in him and they are. So yeah, I think it's I think it's it's a good deal that works out for both sides. I think it's a, I think it's a solid deal. I don't believe Kyler Murray is some elite quarterback, but I do feel he's a good quarterback that with surrounded when surrounded by with the right pieces. He can win some ball games, but he got a lot to prove, and he got to prove this contract starting this season. Um, I mean, it's it's good. I see that um that pouting and doing whatever he wanted to work. I feel like that man played like trash down the stretch of the season two years in a row, but he said 
pay me, and it worked. Because um, they had no choice. I mean, I get it, but it is what it is. I mean, if I was him, if they, if he gonna um, pout, you might as well go all in and say, just give me fully guaranteed. <coughs> I don't feel like he's worth fully guaranteed money, but I mean, if you're gonna do it, you might as well. Deshaun got fully guaranteed. I want to help push the ball for. Um, That's gonna be Lamar, huh? That's gonna have to be when Lamar and Josh Allen come up. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, and I feel like they should too. But I feel like, I mean, you might as well. You had them. You basically got them to do whatever they wanted to anyway. But I think that would be pushing the envelope, though, because you're talking about getting fully guaranteed money, and you, like you said, you did. He tailed off the past two years towards the end of the season, so like his case for that will wouldn't work. Like he can what cry. He can have for the money that he's getting now anyway. Might uh, the, the fact that he was a number one pick. The fact he was a number one pick in the Cardinals are relevant and before he came they wasn't that's enough for that money he got now but that's not enough to ask for no fully guaranteed contract I mean I agree with you but I feel like again right away but <laughs> again with it, I get your I get your point with uh, Lamar I feel like that's one of those he's gonna have to do it I would I feel like that's what all of this is setting up for. Yes. And I hope they give it to him. Uh, at the All-Star game, they took the opportunity to ask Aaron Judge, basically, if he's going to be back next year. <laughs> you see, we got a lot of great Yankees. Be a Judge fan for life, obviously, um, dancing around answering that question. Um, I think it's genius. I don't think uh, I don't think he want to be there. We've had the, I get it. We got the money. Um, we we've had plenty of opportunities, but we're not gonna win. So I think Aaron Judge is gonna get up out of here. He basically showed everybody he's gonna get up out of here. I think it's genius. How y'all feel about what Aaron Judge said <laughs> at the All Star game? I think uh, I mean what he said was pretty ambiguous. I don't think he wanted to give it away one way or the other. Which is a smart business move. Uh, you don't want to burn bridges while you're still on one side of it. So, um, if he does leave, I think it's smart for him. Um, I don't. I don't think he really wants to be there either, unless they do what Trout did and just throw a bunch of money at him. Then I think he'd stay. Um, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him if he does. I just think it was smart business. I don't think it was either genius or BS. I don't give, I, I don't, I won't say, I don't think he doesn't want to be in New York. I don't see a reason for him not to want to be there besides the Yankees, not giving him that full on commitment that they can assign him to this world breaking, history breaking contract. Um, but for good reason, it's for good reason. Uh, he's like 30 years old. And we done had him in Stanton for quite some time now. And they have yet to produce. It's not the organization failing them. It's them failing the fans and failing the organization. Refuse to stay healthy. They refuse to have their bats heating up at the right time. They'll give you 
hella great moments throughout the regular season and then they act like they're double A players when it's time for um the playoffs. So if Aaron Judge and Stanton show up like they've been showing up this year in the playoffs, elevate, get us a World Series, win it, or have a competitive World Series, then Aaron Judge will have the case for his record breaking money, which I don't think the Yankees should give to him, but I wouldn't mind it if they do because we do want to keep some pieces and we want to keep the train run, running. You don't want to win a World Series and then go back to 12 years of not sniffing it. Like I just feel like Aaron Judge is, is the narrative that, oh, he don't want to be in New York. I feel like that's his fault. You don't stay healthy, my boy. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like this is the best case scenario. I feel like it's um, genius. Like, why would you? Why would you? Um, why would you box yourself into a corner and say that you um, that you want to be there and then if something comes up then now you're looked at as the enemy like no matter what happens um, so I don't I don't get it I feel like why would like basically with the Kyrie thing he never said I'll be back but he gave a vague enough answer and people ran with it. Now, a lot happens over the time, but nobody wants to hear that. They just hold you to, well, you said this on this day, so you have to, to do it, like, no matter what happens. So, I mean, I feel like it's genius. And as you can see, no matter what he says, people are going to hold him to it. Oh, you didn't give us a commitment. Okay, so if I give you a commitment and then I don't come back, then you're going to be mad. So no, I'm not gonna give you a comment. I get it. Proud of that team. Hey man, stay healthy and win the World Series, man. That's what he wanted to do. Um, the University of Miami said they're retiring their turnover team. Um, I, I think it's. I'll say the run it had was good. Um. I like that. They were really the OGs with this whole turnover uh, item uh, weight. So um, I think I think it was a good idea. Um, I don't really know if retirement is. I guess having an incentive to uh, to, to get an interception or a turnover is um, it's gonna be not as fun. But hey, I think um, I don't think Miami's gonna do that. Whatever. I don't know, man. I think it's kind of BS because they, they they brought a new head coach in, and I mean he might be like one of those old school coaches, but taking the turnover chain out of the, the rotation or whatever isn't gonna have any tangible effect. <laughs> so it's like you're just taking away something fun that players do for really no reason. Like the players are having fun. They're, I mean, it's, if anything, it would want to make them get more turnovers, which in turn helps the team. But like, why would you take it away other than just your own qualms about it? 
Um, at first, when I heard about it, I thought it was BS. But when I sat back and looked back at it, and then I like rewatched the highlights throughout the season of the Hurricanes. Um, I think Crystal Ball is on to something. He's part of. He went to Miami, I believe, or coached there before. He he knows all about the history of the Hurricanes. He understands what it what it means to be there and what it takes to win. And if you look at the highlights of the Hurricanes this past season, I feel like it became more of a distraction. Like they would celebrate, they wasn't focused. That moments like that would get them out the game, get overhyped, get a turnover, get get distracted. They give up a touchdown. It happened a lot throughout the season last year. And I guess he feels he's trying to come back in there and create a discipline uh, structure environment in there. So I can't be too mad at him. Um, I think it's BS. Um, I feel like you just wanted to come in and change stuff up just for the sake of changing stuff up. We always, everybody knows that that new boss that comes in and tries to change the whole flow of everything without even spending a week there. Like, you just changing stuff for no reason. Like, And then his reason, his explained reason was basically that it's not the Miami culture. It doesn't fit what they do. But when Miami was successful, they were all about being loose and having fun. So I don't I don't get how that correlates, how that makes sense. So I mean his coach he should have been more transparent. The culture he's trying to establish. I mean, but technically there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I guess, but I feel like you're just trying to hide behind um, buzzwords instead of just saying I don't like it I don't want to do it which is fine you're the coach but just say that don't I mean to... that would be better too I, I, feel, I feel you on that yeah, it's just to, not my thing don't try to don't try to push it off of it doesn't fit what Miami does because clearly it is like, but if he say that then it's gonna be the race thing why you don't like it <laughs> you know I mean, well why don't you like it? <laughs> <laughs> what what's so wrong about it? Like it's a little it bit too anybody. It's a little bit too soulful. What does that mean? Um, um, uh, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I get it, but I mean, I I just don't agree with it. I think it's BS. Hello, this is Jordan. You're listening to Not Another Sports Podcast. If you want to continue the conversation, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and on Twitter at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for your support and back to our show. We're gonna move on to our Ozzy the Chipper segment, which is where we pick a topic or we name a player and um, we give the amount of pressure they're on using a uh, a correlating number or a correlating phrase with said number. So I'll go first. Um, Derek Carr, I'm gonna go with a Terry Pendleton nine. Um, 
the uh seem like their cards on the hot seat going into every season. Every draft they're talking about um, are the Raiders going to take the quarterback. So I think uh, now you have a legitimate weapon in um, Devontae Adams. You have you don't have any more excuses. You got to tie in. Your offensive line isn't that bad. So y'all will. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year. Y'all made the playoffs last year. So what you going to do? Time is now. I mean, either either you be great now or you're up out there. Yes, he had that one great year. Then he broke his leg before they um when they made it to the playoffs. But that's about it. Now you don't have any more excuses. So what you gonna do? I agree. Um, he does have a fair amount of pressure. <clears throat> Maybe. More so than our quarterbacks around the league, just because he's not yet to actually do anything yeah. for as long as he's in the league. So um, he doesn't have very many years left. So yeah, he's got to do something. So I would say pressure's about that Terry coming soon. Um, I'm gonna go with a Mike Vick seven for Derek Carr. Personally, I feel Derek Carr is a very, very good quarterback, a top 10 quarterback in the league. He just needs to be in some better situations. Last year was a good season for him. He found a reliable source with Hunter Renfro. Now they bring in Devontae Adams. Now they, and they got Darren Waller still. This offense is in um, Jacobs. They got it. This offense is set up for um, excellence this upcoming season. And so is the defense. And I feel like, yeah, see, he broke his leg. Took him a couple years now to get right. Last year, you can see he was progressing on the right track. I think this is the year he get right back into the form and take off. Um, I'm gonna go Michael Vick seven. Um, I get it; they're in a the tough division, but everything is tailor made for you to at least make a wild card. Um, y'all did it last year. There should be some improvement. I'm not saying you got to win the division, but you got to at least be second. Mm, doable. I'm going to go. Uh, the next one is the, uh, Devontae Adams. I'm going to go Michael Vick 7 for him. Um, one, because you play a dependent position. And uh, with everything that went on last year with Aaron Rodgers, is it gonna stay? Is it not gonna stay? It's it's gonna be a lot of pressure for you to play big just because that's how this works. If you don't if you don't um, play big, they're gonna talk about oh what's wrong with Devontae Adams? Should he stay in Green Bay? Um, if he does play good, they're gonna act like uh, every, um, everything is perfect. So um, yeah, a lot of it does depend on how your quarterback plays. I can't put all the pressure on. Um, I'll go with a big seven. I mean, it's pretty much the same reasons, but I feel like it's, I mean, slightly less pressure. Just, just because he's not actually a quarterback. He's not the most Pretty much the same reasons, but maybe slightly less pressure. I'm going to go with a. Uh... Mike Bibby 10 uh, for the fact that 
he's considered, and I look at him as the best receiver in the league. He's been doing damage, and for and also for the reason he opened his mouth and said he wanted to create another, he wanted to create a legacy. He didn't want to just be in Green Bay with the idea that Aaron Rodgers can up and retire at any time. Now he's in an environment where he's home. He's with someone he's very comfortable with, a friend of his. It's all on him. He done have he's, he he done been in the playoffs. He's gonna bring that veteran presence on his team. Even though it's Derek Carr's team, Derek, um, Devontae Adams is the best player on the team with the most playoff experience and the best leadership ability. So it's all on him to have his pretty much his best season this year and take Derek Carr and him and his offense to a whole new level. So I, I, I got all the pressure on him. Might be 10. Um, I'm going to go... Kobe, go back, Kobe. Eight. Um, I just feel like for pretty much the same reasons Kevin said, um, they made the playoffs without you, um, so you gotta be come in, and be the improvement, help them get to the next step. Um, it's just as simple as that. It's, I mean, there's gonna be added pressure because you chose to leave Aaron Rodgers. So there's that. But uh yeah. Um next up we have I don't know what right now. Um Oh Lamar. Um I'm gonna go Lamar Jackson eight. Uh uh I forgot he wore eight. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go Lamar Jackson eight. He uh he hasn't signed. He hasn't even talked about um, talked about a uh, contract with the Ravens yet, and <clears throat> he's basically saying, "I'm I'm going to show y'all." He's basically on the what that did. He said, "I'm I'm a uh, prove it." So <coughs> I do feel like there's pressure from that, and they had a down year last year. Granted, a lot of their team did get hurt. That's not the point. Um, but we're not going to escape the, the uh, fact that he does play in a run-based offense. So we're going to um, throw some pressure on Greg Roman. But at the end of – and he also does have an MVP. We're not going to forget it. But um, it's time – I think it's time for the Ravens to make the, the next step in this whole process. And Lamar is going – Lamar is a quarterback. That's, that's how, that comes with pressure in itself. So um, I'm going to go with eight here. I'll go with a Bobby Cox six. I don't. Lamar's taking the Ravens to the playoffs, and he's also a very young, very young quarterback. In that. So I don't think that he has an insurmountable amount of pressure to win to, to win like this season. Um, I know Baltimore fans. I know plenty of Baltimore fans, and they don't turn on their players as easily as a lot of other fan bases do. So I think he's good in the fan size. I think it's far. I think he will get re-signed. And so that's why. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't feel like he's got a huge weight on his shoulders. You know, as of yet. 
Um, I'm gonna go with a Dwayne Wade Olympic nine. Uh, Lamar Jackson got a lot to prove this year, and it's not. I'm not saying to me or Ravens fans, he got a lot to prove to these haters and the doubters because they keep they keep with this narrative he's not a quarterback. They keep with this narrative that he can't win, and all he's done in the league since he came in is win and have the second best QBR in the league. So if people want to ignore numbers and hardware, he's just going to have to go out there and show it. And I think with a healthy lineup, with a healthy roster, we can get into the playoffs and we can make some noise. We got Bateman on the outside. We got Mark Andrews. All our running backs are back. Our defense is our defense, led by Humphrey. We're going to be straight. And Lamar, the pressure is on him. But if he goes out there and play his game, there's no pressure anyway. We're going to win games, and he's going to be Lamar. Um, I guess I'm – other than Chipper, I don't know any other teams. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I'll go Chipper team. Um, I feel like – what I would rate him and what the national media would rate him are different. So this is what the national media is like. Um, you're playing at um, you've okay. You've only won one playoff game in what four years, three years, four years, something four. like that. Um, and you're playing for this big contract. So nobody really cares about oh and you're coming off a year where you didn't make the playoff so nobody cares about the fact that you were the number one seed when everybody was healthy nobody cares about the fact that you won the unanimous MVP all those excuse me yards and touchdowns all those years ago they care about what's coming up now so you have to show them that you're still that guy so that's why I feel like yes I just think people choose to ignore that because before he got hurt, the Ravens were still at the top of it. If the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year, before the Ravens got, before Lamar got hurt, the Ravens were still number one in that division. Um, the Yankees, I got another team for you. DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the Yankees, they're basically well series of bus this year. <laughs> they make it, you no, know, really, even Kevin will tell you, nobody really cares about the regular season. What y'all gonna do in October? Either? So, um, yeah, yeah, they've been in the position, um, they've been, they've been a couple games away from going to the World Series. At this point, y'all just spent all this money, y'all put this team together, um, what y'all gonna do? But they, they're always like that. And have come up short. I think it's the Yankees are on, um, they have a 10 level of pressure. Yep, I'll have to go with a Pele 10 for the Yankees as well. They built themselves up to be this multi decade dynasty of a franchise. Haven't done anything in years. So they spent all this money on all these players. And- I mean, as far as this season goes, it looks like they're going to make the playoffs, but I mean, they've been real quiet beyond that in the past, what, 13 years. They got to do something. 
Um, I'm gonna go with a Kobe Bryant Olympic team. Yankees do all that. We do all that talking as Yankees fans. We do a lot of bragging and boosting. We don't have nothing to show for it in recent times. So, um, I'm in the green with all y'all. Like the pressure is on us. We don't make it to the, at least the World Series. We don't make it to at least the ALCS and then the World Series. We got a clean house. All them folks can't wear pinstripes no more. They not worried. Um, I'll go a college coupe mountain just because. This isn't the national media because I agree with y'all. National media is ten. So I'm shifting back to my personal. I'm gonna say nine because I don't think y'all are better than Astros. So it wouldn't be fair to me. It wouldn't be fair for me to say that y'all have to make it to the World Series when I don't even think y'all are the best team. But I do feel like there is a lot of pressure that y'all have put on yourselves because y'all talk so much. And the owner said that it's World Series or bust, and we only got, we only lost that one year because the Astros were cheating or something like that. So, no, yeah, y'all put, y'all put it on yourself. So, y'all got to show up. But I can't go a full 10 because, like I said, I don't think y'all are better. Makes sense. Next up. Us, the Braves. Um, I'm going to go Freddie Freeman 5. I don't really feel like we're under a lot of pressure. The Mets are under more pressure than we are, if anything. Um, they trying to, like Jordan said a couple episodes ago, they trying to win a division. They trying to win a World Series. Um, so, and we really haven't even um, hit our stride. We still got a couple of pitchers coming back. All of our uh, fielders are back. So that's good. Um, if everybody continues to play like we played in June and July, we'll be fine. I'm not, I don't really see us under a lot of pressure to miss. We literally caught them in a month. So they, if anything, they fumble in the bag like they always do. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm chilling right now. We, we worry about October. They worry about what they did in the first half of the season, as usual. Yeah. I'll go with a Brett Favre four. Um, won the World Series last year. This year, we got that uh, championship Atlanta Atlanta championship drought off our backs last season. So I mean, we're chilling. I, mean, I don't I don't feel any pressure at all, even as a fan. Uh, let's say LeBron James six. Uh, Braves don't really have no pressure because they are the World Series champions, the defending World Series champions. They got that monkey off of their back. They accomplished a lot and they're still pretty good and they still can challenge for World Series this year. So I say a six though because they got to make sure that they stay, they stay the course so that they can at least give a good title defense run. But other than that, they're cool. Um, for this one, I'm going to go from the perspective of Braves Twitter. Um, we are at a Chipper Jones 10 
Anthopolis <laughs> is up there sleeping. He can't take somebody. He can't find somebody to take on Will Smith, Ian Anderson, and Marcel Ozuna for their three best players. Um, we can't find a way to win every single game that we play. So, I mean, we're struggling. We we got to find a way to win the division by 30 games, like <laughs> 60 games left. Like, I, I just don't get what our expectations are on Twitter, bro. Like, y'all I do turn into Yankee fans. No cap, bro. Like, y'all realize, like, this is a baseball season. <laughs> Not everybody is going to play their best every single game. Like, nobody takes into account when other people have a bad game. When one person, when you find one person that you hate, they stick on that. They didn't start liking Dansby until like two weeks ago. (laughs) Austin, last year, at the beginning of the season, they wanted to trade Austin. And then he went on the MVP pay season. So, I don't get it, bro. Like, I get it. I was one of those people that wanted to get rid of Will Smith, but he also had a zero ERA in the World Series had three saves in the World Series. So what are we talking about? Like, Ian always doesn't decide to pitch until October. Bro, like, I don't... <laughs> I mean, Ian has had one bad season out of three. Like, I don't... Like, his first season, his very first game, he gave up He gave up one hit to the Yankees. His very first game was against the, the Yankees that went on to win, like, 100 games that season. So, what are we talking about? I was going to say, if you know anything about Ian, he's from New York and does pitch well when it's cold outside. Remember, the game he pitched in the World Series. It was raining. And cold. Like, I don't get it, bro. Like, can we, like, this dude has pitched in New York his whole life. It is hot. Like, (laughs) this dude has long hair. Can Can we please just calm down? Like, I don't get it, bro. It's so annoying getting on Twitter during and after Braves game. He's saying all that because Ian ain't happy. I get client, right? <laughs> At the time. But back-to-back, <laughs> back-to-back games, nobody was getting on Twitter saying, oh, I'm sorry, Ian is looking better. Let's, let, me, let me retract my statements. But as soon as he has one bad game, one bad inning, which Austin had an error and nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to say anything about that. Right. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, we gotta be, we gotta keep it fair and honest. Like, this man Ozuna has had seven out of his last 12 extra base hits. This man has had four home runs. Nobody wants to say that. We just want to hold on to the fact that he struck out once. Like, come on, bro. Y'all are being ridiculous. But if we, if I'm being honest, I would say a, a um, throwback dance be too pressure. We don't have no pressure. Um, and last, uh, Houston, I'm gonna go with a Drew Brees nod. Um, mainly off of how they played last year in the World Series. They didn't look good. And if, being an Alabama fan that lives in Georgia, I know exactly what it's like. Man. Literally, you're the only person in that team. I mean, that in that uh, clubhouse going for that team. You know what I'm saying? We only believe, only us in house believe that we can. Literally, everybody in America was going to get. If you, everybody in America outside of Houston was going for the Braves. So, um, they have to. Like Jordan said, I do believe they're better than the Yankees, but you have to prove. I mean, 
it's not about what what the analytics say. What at the end of the day, um, baseball is won by uh, small ball. But most of the year, people just trying to hit home runs. In October, you're not gonna hit all them home runs. That's not how that works. So, uh, with that being said, I'm gonna go with nine. I said a lot there. It didn't have nothing to do with the original topic, but yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a newly Hall Hall of Fame inducted Mini Minoso nine. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Astros played terribly in the World Series this past year. The only World Series that they won for the season that they allegedly cheated. So they, they I don't know, man. Looking real shaky for them, and if they don't do something this year, um, I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of the uh, fans and everything are gonna think they're still the boots. I mean, I hate that. They got a boots on me. Um, they, I mean, yeah, they they need they have to do something. They do something. So, it's a nine. I mean, it was a fluke. They're cheaters. They um, so the pressure. I give them. I give them a ten as well because they're in the same boat with the Yankees. Got a lot to prove. Um, they, like you said, Josh, they only got that one World Series to show for it, and that was the year that they was accused of cheating. So, at this point, they have to show that they can win without those allegations or that stuff in the air and the same thing with the Yankees this is their time to show that there's no excuses for the Astros and why they can't why they not in the ALCS there's no excuse for the Yankees and why they shouldn't be in the ALCS so um another thing if we traded up Ozuna who's gonna play outfield while Duval is hurt <laughs> Eddie's already playing. Eddie, uh, yeah, Harris, Roy. Good question. I do, I do think they should trade Will Smith. That's just my personal opinion. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he has one year left. At worst case, worst, we should just let him walk in. But um, back to this, I'm going to go first ballot Hall of Famer Eli Manning ten. Um, <laughs> first ballot. First ballot. But um, like I'm a. I feel like first ballot. From the national perspective, it's got to be a ten I, for the reasons that were stated. Um, I personally feel like they are better than they get credit for, but nobody cares about um, that. It's all about championships or butts. Um, like with the Braves, we only got one ring. So if I was to say they only got one ring out of it, that would be kind of hypocritical. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like, um, boy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they've proven. But to be honest, if you win one, but to be honest, if you win one ring out of any time frame of being together. That's a that's a success because the end goal is to win a championship within the time frame, right? 
Right. Except for basketball. Yeah, and yeah. basketball, you win one championship, that's not enough. You win zero, then you just horrible. Right. I feel like, plus we'll get into this later, but I feel like baseball is not only the hardest to win a championship in, but it's also the least judgmental on championships. Like, yeah. so their one ring is enough. Granted, since they cheated, it's kind of back to like a half a ring or no rings in some people's mind. Yeah. So I get why that's not enough to most people. But for me, I've always felt like they were a really good team even before they won. So to me, I feel like they're the fact that they've proven that they can get back to a World Series, um, take a team to seven, um, and also Granted, they were up 3-2 in that series. But um, also to make it back to another one when they lost so many pieces from that original championship team, they got a new, uh, what is it, manager? Uh, And they got a new, um, basically a whole new core. They didn't also didn't have their pitching staff last year. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's one of those things that not a lot of people who don't like the Astros will mention, but um, all of that being said, they do have the pressure because at this point the world just sees them as you have to win it or you're those cheaters still. Um, No matter what goes into it, no matter the fact that... See, I feel like the fact that they have that label, nobody wants to talk about the fact that they're only like two games behind the Yankees. And the Yankees were just on this 1927 pace. So you would figure that if there was another team on that 1927 pace, we would talk about it. But nobody likes the Astros, so they kind of sweep that under the rug. Boo Astros. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan Gill, the Astros that Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds treated. We know they was good before they cheated. So no cap, cares. bro. Like, <laughs> if if they were good before they cheated, and they were, well, we don't know if Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez were good after they cheated. But, well, we know Alex was. Alex after. was. Alex is the baller. Right. So, I feel like it's more of the A-Rod type thing. Like, yeah, they slipped up, but they've proven that that's not why they were great that was just something that enhanced their greatness but to your point they do have to to get another ring or two i would to be honest i feel like nationally media wise they probably need to yeah with no controversy none whatsoever hey we're gonna get to this in a minute but the red (laughs) songs I love anyway, we're gonna move on to our um, penalty kick segment. Um, this is our rapid fire segment. Basically, the few stories from the head, from this week's past headlines that we care about, but not really care about. Um, the Drew League is in full effect, and boy, they acting like it's the NBA Finals. <laughs> this man, somebody said that Steph wouldn't be able to handle pressure of the Drew League after he was just playing in the NBA Finals. This is this is this right here is why I take breaks on the internet. Folks just be saying stuff and be fully believing it. Like, well, hey man, 
anyway, with that being said, um, uh, the Drew League, it's, it's nice to have some basketball during the summer. I mean, we're not putting too much stock in it. It's not like anybody's going to get... Imagine um, working a shift at Best Buy and then having to guard LeBron that, that afternoon. That's crazy. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to uh, the dude from Tennessee State. Um, I, he wore my boy Dame shoes and he was hooping. Um, I can't figure his name. I mean, you know, I think it's fun. Fun for the players to kind of stay loose in the offseason. Fun for the people who were there, kind of see their favorite players up close who may not have otherwise had the opportunity to. And then, you know, like <clears throat> Brandon was saying, you know, you have regular guys. I mean, how many of us would, you know, want to hoop with LeBron? So I think it was a little cool thing to do. Like you said, I mean, we're not putting too much stock in it. It's, you know, it's not a scouting report or anything like that. But I, don't know, I, I think it's just a cool little thing that happened. Hey, man, anytime you see LeBron James hooping, you must watch. That's how I feel. He ran uh, from the free throw line, let um, Skip Bayless tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Le- LeBron is just that dude. And it's just good to see him going into year 20, still loving the game, having a passion, going out there and hooping and doing and, and doing what he did. And shout out to DeMar DeRozan for going out there. They LeBron dropped like 42 and 16. DeMar DeRozan had like 30, 30 and 12. And it's not, it's not as easy to go out there and do that because the Drew League is full of players who played in the NBA, former NBA players, college athletes, whatever. Trey Young them just played the other day and they look horrible. So shout out to that. It was cool. Um I mean I'm not before I give my opinions, y'all have to take this with a grain of salt because I haven't watched basketball since John Morant got hurt. And that was like game three of the second round. So um I don't I don't care about basketball like that. Um it's my third favorite sport. Um, so I'm not finna just turn on the Drew League. Never have, probably never will. Um, I don't, but I do want to salute them for going out there because there are going to be the people who, no matter what you do, if you hoop, they're just going to say, oh, it's just the Drew League. Who cares? But if you don't hoop, they're going to say, oh, you shot three for 12. You ran from the free throw line. You scored all those points and you only won by two. So, I mean, you can't win for losing. So, right. So, I mean, shout out to them for just going out there and not caring and hooping. Just and, hooping. and all of those people who went out there to, to knock stats and stuff like that, this isn't, Julie isn't like scripted plays and stuff like that. They really just out there playing pickup ball. Like, if you think LeBron and DeMar DeRozan is out there caring about efficiency, you sound stupid. Right. I think he had like three assists. Yeah, like if you if you think they out there looking for that, you sound crazy about outdoors. And then it's also for the fact like you won by two. LeBron had forty two. DeRozan had thirty. That means they pretty much had half of the points. So obviously their team wasn't the best. That's the thing about basketball. That's one of them sports you literally can play three hundred and sixty five days. There's always gonna be a gym open. You don't need but what a couple people, so eight at well six at the least. Right, six at the least. And I mean, shoot, really two at the least. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's that? 
Um, this man Hunter Pence hit a walk-off home run in the celebrity softball game. Shout out to him. And he um, tore his uh, Dodgers jersey off. I think he knew he came up the bat um, prepared to hit a home run because he definitely had his giant socks. <laughs> but um, yeah. Shout out to Hunter Pence. That is definitely the stadium to do that in because when he was playing the Giants and the Dodgers was a rivalry. Um, yeah. Shout out to Hunter Pence. Yeah, and I think it's cool. So the game's a nice little, little way to see if old players still got it and see if people who have nothing to do with baseball at all <laughs> are athletic. Um, yeah, shout out to him. I think, you know, it was, it was fun for him to, to actually hit a walk-off in Dodger Stadium. Then, when did he retire? Like some of the fans, probably what? like four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I almost hit it out. Um, yeah, he almost hit. He almost hit an actual oh, home run. Yeah, he he hit it. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it was cool to do that. Give give the fans something to engage with as well. I didn't know he was. I didn't. I mean, I figured he wasn't on the team. Haven't seen him in a minute. I didn't know he got retired. Or you sound like my sister when she found out that Bobby Cox wasn't the Braves manager anymore. <laughs> that was probably like five years ago. Hey, shout out to Hunter Pence though. Hey man, I remember I remember his biggest moments though with the Giants. I believe Phillies as well. Yes. Uh, like he has some really, really, really big moments. So shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Hunter Pence. Um I knew him from the, the Phillies. That was back when I was a fan of them. Um, so that was one of those people that I didn't get to meet. Um, along with Shane Victorino, I never got to meet. Man, the man met my favorite player, and he hate him. <coughs> oh, uh, Leonard Fournette came to uh, Buccaneers training camp overweight. Um, hey man, this man Leonard Fournette said, "Hey, two years ago, I was almost out of a job, but you know, I didn't got my bag. Why, why care anymore? Um, I guess you're gonna go back to being the third down back. Who knows, man? I don't know what they're gonna do in Tampa. Um, I do think they're gonna win this division though, because it's not off the strength of Leonard Fournette. Um, he's gonna use this time until now, from now until the playoffs to get in shape." Hopefully, he get back into shape. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that ain't something new. Running backs or athletes coming into camp out of shape. I mean, if he get right back into ground mode, he should be straight by the start of the season. So it shouldn't be no big deal unless he Eddie Lace himself. I mean, I don't. I feel like it's one of those things that's 
kind of blown out of proportion. I feel like he wasn't expecting Tom Brady to come back, so he took um, time off, got kind of complacent. Um, but, I mean, I don't feel like it's too late in the season to, well, too late in the summer to get back in shape, ready to go by the time it's ready for them to, for their season to start. Um, the Eskies were this. Is that the name Steph Curry was hosting? Yeah. Yeah, I kept getting a notification for it. I didn't watch it, but I mean, I kind of knew what it was. So, um, it was just an opportunity for just that. Uh, the most memorable athlete for that year to get up there and make jokes that were pre written. So, I mean, it is what it is. Bronson hosted it a couple times. Um, it's a, I guess it's a nice uh, getaway during the summer because, like I said, baseball and that's about it. And if you don't live in, if you don't live in a certain city, you're probably not watching the other teams baseball. Yeah, I didn't watch that season either. Yeah, I can't remember ever actually watching. I probably watched it when they first started it, but. Yeah, I mean, seeing, you know, some clips and stuff, posting and stuff like that. Yeah, like I said, I don't remember watching. People who deserve being more excited. It was cool. I mean, it, it's nice to see players get out their comfort zone and stuff like that, but. Other, other than that, I don't got much to say on it. Um, I mean, pretty much the same with basketball. I don't really care about the entries. I'm not a, a award show fan. The um, uh, pretty much, I don't watch any of them. I I might watch like a, a performance or something, but you can watch all of that on social media. Man. So it's not really relevant enough to watch live. Um, like I alluded to earlier, the Red Sox they gave up 55 runs in their last three games. Also um, losing 20, nah, 28 to five. Um, on Friday to Toronto. Hey man, when the Red Sox aren't good, that doesn't make it doesn't make the um, NL East good. Yes, uh, they do have other good teams. AL yeah, the AL East. But um, they yes, they do have other good teams in that division. But as long as I've been alive, um, we've always known that the Yankees and Red Sox are. A rivalry when they have the um, weekend, they're gonna get the Sunday night baseball. Um, they're gonna have those games at the end of the year. That's it's uh, the, the the history of baseball can't be written without that rivalry. The Say it again. Series, the ALCS when Boston came back from down three to one. Um, that's one of the most. Uh, that's one of the best, if not the best. Um, rivalry in sports. When the Red Sox aren't good, it's not good for baseball. I say that. 
the Red Sox are one of those teams that I love to hate. So the hater in me is very happy they're just getting whooped right now. Hey man, they need to fix their lights. <laughs> yeah, they need a new park. I don't know, 55 runs in three games is still, that's, that's, that's crazy. But, I mean, it happens. I mean, every team has versus where they're not good. And maybe, you know, not maybe to this extent, but, I mean, I think the Red Sox will be okay this year. They might barely squeak in the playoffs, but I'm really optimistic. The AO um, is a lot. I ain't going to say a lot it is weaker in my opinion than yeah. Um, it's a nice day whenever you see the red socks going out bad. Um I love it. I love to see it. Um just not too long ago we was scraping for some dubs and the Red Sox is winning the World Series so it's nice to see them at the bottom of there scraping to get in um shout out to the Red Sox shout out to Penny um she was very good entertainment while they were getting their doors blown off um I think she said she turned off her notifications in the third or fourth inning something like that um yeah, I just don't get it. Like, how do they keep losing the ball in the lights? That's like the third time this has happened. And that's like... Ha- and, um, I think as a former outfielder in their defense, when it is certain times um, when the ball goes up, and even if you try to track it, you can't find it. That time, right before it gets dark, Depending on which way the stadium is facing, how you, there's still clouds in the sky. Hey man, they gotta figure something out because this has happened four times, well, three times in one game, and then it happened again in the Yankees game. But it just suck. That's all it is. It ain't a field. It just suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Most um, egregious. Give up in South Park Grand Slam. Bro, and, for, and forty just gave up. Bro, on that one, bro, he gotta leave the stadium. Yeah, you not, bro. No, you gonna walk to the ball? What is wrong with you? No, no, bro. Go ahead, pull an AJ, throw your glove into the fans, and then keep on walking. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody noticed the center field goofy self sliding, doing a like sliding second base to the ball. Okay, brother. <laughs> he was, he was. um Given the effort that the dude that missed it should have gave. Nah, he lost that ball. He seen the ball drop. He was like, man, whatever. All I'm saying is, we've always been taught the first step should be back. That man said he gonna start that third. Oh well. Come <laughs> 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 on, bro. No. <laughs> uh, man, that's like that man said, there ain't no rule for that. He can just keep running. Yes, you just let the ball. Okay. I didn't know people still did that. And we're not gonna get on another tangent of why baseball rules are stupid, but that should have been in here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, lastly, the Rams got their ring. I think it's um kind of weird that they got them before the season. Most 
most people usually get them that that opening night, that Thursday before um, the regular season kicks. Well, the Thursday that the regular season kicks off. But I guess it's cool I, since I was going for the Rams in the Super Bowl. Weird. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to the Rams. Uh, I watched that entire Super Bowl game on an airplane or in an airport. So, one of the very one of the more interesting experiences I've, I've had watching. That. But uh, I mean, you know, shout out to them. I, I, it is strange during our. I don't know, man. That Super Bowl is still kind of fishy, if you ask me. Bengals was in control of that game, and all of a sudden, Cooper Cup couldn't stop be targeted, couldn't stop being targeted. Aaron Donald all of a sudden became Aaron Donald. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to leave the script in narrative along for today and just give them congratulations and say them rings are really really nice man that they they ring suspicious ain't nobody trying to hear that they was already made it seemed like right like matt stafford don't deserve one they cheated um aaron donald ain't do nothing until like the last <laughs> drive Unplayed, bro. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, bro. That man just be that man just be cruising. Who got through the playoffs? That man don't never do nothing in the playoffs. Wow, but um, yeah. Um, shout out to the Rams. I guess I guess they thought that our rings were so cool that they wanted to take it to the next level. The question for this week, our pick the ending question is, which sport has the most championship pressure? I'm going to go with basketball because um, it, literally one or two players can carry a team. Um, you, can, you can get a championship of one or two players and a role player. So, um, yeah, I think when you build a team that's supposed to win the championship, like the Nets and the Lakers, there's when they when they fail, there's gonna be um, it's gonna be talked about a lot more than in football because it takes literally eleven players to be successful. You know, even on one side of the ball, we had um, the year we won. Well, went to the Super Bowl. Um, we had one of the most potent offenses in. NFL history, but our our defense was middle of the pack. So yeah, um, and baseball. Jordan basically said it earlier. It's it's not as much pressure to win than it, it win a championship. Then it, it's more pressure to win your division. Yeah, I also about to pick the ending for this. Team. Yeah, I think. Um, I'm 
for one, I think basketball fans in general are more. We have a shorter reach. Not really a thing. Also, um, it's like building a championship team in baseball is much harder. Like we've seen, you can, you know, we've seen the Buccaneers go from being terrible at a Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and immediately the LeBron go to Miami and Cleveland shortly thereafter. So, but we, I, I don't think I've ever seen a baseball team as one it's more of a toss-up to, to building a baseball championship team is why I think it's less pressure to win from baseball. But yeah, uh, basketball is like you, you like if, if there's blockbuster trades, you've got to be successful almost immediately for the fans. I'm gonna say basketball as well. When it comes to the MLB, you got time to develop the farm system. You got, like, I remember Jordan saying, what, 2018? He was like, give us a couple of years, the Braves gonna win the World Series. So he was speaking in future reference, meaning like, give us some time to develop these players, get this roster right, we gonna win the World Series. Football, you can see a team get on paper, look like they can win a Super Bowl, but then you can see two other teams with that same capability. So if the Chiefs lose to the Bills or if the Chiefs lose to uh, the Broncos, yeah, you'll be like, yeah, the Chiefs have all this talent, but you're going to look at it like, well, you can, it's understandable. When basketball, you can be at the bottom of the league. You can be the Detroit Pistons, but if you get LeBron on your team, it's automatic. You got to win the NBA championship or be in contention. One player or two players can change the whole narrative of a basketball team so i feel like it's so much pressure to win an nba championship even though it might be a little bit easier compared to the other leagues if you have um an all-star player or the superstar team i just feel it's still more pressure though um yeah i feel like football i mean basketball has the most pressure um, football the second most and baseball the least um, and I was talking to Penny about this this is the question she came up with um, but basically I feel like it's also kind of correlated to how much one player affects how much a team how much one player can affect the outcome of a game because in basketball one player can basically take over and control the outcome of the game more so in football uh, specifically quarterbacks um, but in baseball one player I guess unless you're a pitcher maybe um, and nowadays unless you're a Shohei Otani you really can't do that because they taking the bat out of pitcher's hands so like a Jacob DeGrom could pitch really well and then drive in the run or two of his own and then he's basically done all the work himself but um they've kind of limited that but i do feel like um, basketball as soon as you get two or three good players on your team they're already 
expectations of you to win a championship. Um, like with the Hawks, they put together a pretty solid core, and now people are wondering when can they win a championship. Like it's not like that in other sports. Like no matter no matter if the fit looks good or not, being right. the Lakers. Right. Like with the Astros, not a lot of people outside of Houston and the person who actually wrote the article. Not a lot of people were talking about the Astros winning a World Series in 2017. Nobody was talking about the the Royals putting together a really good team. Nobody talks about the Rays putting together teams. So that's why I feel like that's a there's a lot less pressure in those sports. Um, and I do feel like it's kind of harder to win championships in baseball and football. Um, with basketball, you get longer postseasons, you get more teams into the postseason. Um, you have to win more games in a playoff. So it's nine times out of ten, the healthier team will win instead of the better team. Um, in baseball, it's a smaller playoff field and it's less games in each round. So. It's more so also kind of the healthier team, but it's more so about which team is hotter at the time. So there's that. That is very true. So we're so it's crazy that NBA, we all agree, is probably the easiest road to a championship, but the most pressure. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, with Great expectation comes great responsibility. Ah, thank you, Jordan. I was not Spider Man. Um, before we get out of here, I gotta say prayers up to John Mason. He was diagnosed with uh, leukemia um, this past week, so he said he's probably gonna miss this season. But prayers up. His, his um, football is probably the least of his worries. Guys. Yeah, with that being said, that concludes another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. Make sure you follow me. My name is Brandon, first of all. And make sure you follow me on all those social media sites at Rob was there. And um, this and this is huh? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, go. And this is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Kevo. And be on the lookout for my collab tape with my brother kid called Sharp Violence. <laughs> Uh, sharp dialogue, blunt violent, and also how I'm coming to. And make sure y'all go see my boy next Thursday. Give him the address. I mean, next Saturday. Give him the address, folks. Yes, sir. I can't give you the address right now, but it's in Stone Mountain. Check the Instagram. Yeah, what he said. Okay. <laughs> Josh, long time guest of the show. Uh, follow me on Instagram at tyus.j. That's T Y U S dot J. And on Twitter, highest underscore job. Yes, sir. And Kevin, you said that's with Skid Mark? Said that? You said that that collab with Skid Mark? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to my boy. Sharp, <laughs> sharp dialogue, blunt violence. Yes, sir. Um, this is Jordan. You can follow me on um, Twitter at this underscore guy 11. You can follow 
my Instagram underscore this guy 11. Follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram, not another sports podcast on uh, Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. <clears throat> Listen to us on all audio platforms um, by searching for Not Another Sports Podcast. Um, black and red logo. Make sure you give us five stars. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Post it wherever you want to post us. Put us in your group chat. All of that. Um, and just ask yourself, no matter how many runs you give up, at some point you got to score some. You can't win a game without scoring runs, so it can't be all of them. Facts. These are facts. And with all that being said, make sure you guys are being safe out here. Always. Make sure you guys are washing your hands. Lavatelos Manos. Black Lives Matter. Always. <laughs> Don't fall for the agendas being pushed up out here. Never. And with all that being said, go Gators. Roll Tide, chop on, rise up. Brankies. Oh, no cap. Roll Tide. Shout out to the sport of rugby. I feel like rugby <laughs> As a former rugby player myself, just wanted to throw it out. Oh, I want to throw out before we close out, too. Uh, he need to trade Max Cruz, Duncan Robinson, and Kyle Lowry for Kyrie Irving. That I took a Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. It, all right. Yeah. That's a great trade. All right, all right. Everybody just go go have a better day than this ending of this case. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>